Hello, 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 and hello. This is Sam coming back again. Haven't been on for a little, while, a little while. I have been just kind of in my thoughts and in my feelings, allow myself to go through what I'm going through and doing what I've become extremely accustomed to doing. I've just been quiet, just been quiet about a lot of things, keeping it all in, which is not healthy. That is a thing called repression. And you act like you're not going through what you're going through long enough. You try to convince yourself you're not going through it. That's not a thing. Many of us do it, especially people of color, especially women of color. We get so caught up. Having to be superwoman all of the time, there's no reason for us to be like that. That is because of years worth and decades worth and centuries worth of trauma. It's okay to say, I'm not okay. And um, for a couple of months now, I have not been okay. I've been sick. And I've been shrugging it off. I've been experiencing experiencing a lot of pain in my body. And I've been shrugging it off. I have not been sleeping well. And I work about 55 good hours a week. And I've been shrugging it off. It's not okay. I'm not okay. I've reached out to very particular friends to say I'm not okay. One particular friend, it, it's um, interesting. I was talking to one friend about another friend. Um, and the friend I spoke to doesn't know who the friend is. Um, because I refuse. When I talk to my friends in as for their opinions, I don't say who I spoke to. Uh, so the friends have no idea if they know each other or not. But I had spoken to one friend a few weeks ago. And in speaking to her, and, and I promise you, I was crying my eyes out while I was driving. That's when I talked to everyone. I, I'm, I have an hour drive to work. So I was driving and talked to her early in the morning. And... I'm crying my eyes out while I'm driving, and I'm trying to unload on her. And what she did was she internalized what I was saying to her about my life. And I didn't know how to feel about that because my life, and I even said it during the conversation, my life does not mirror your life. And she said, well, what do you want me to do? How am I supposed to fix it? I don't need you to fix my life. I'm doing that. So it made me feel she did not hear me. And I even said it to her during the conversation. I said, you're not hearing me. Because if you're trying to fix my life, you're not hearing me. I don't need you to fix my life. I need you to listen. And I, I said that. What I'm saying now is what I said. Um, so in relaying the conversation and replaying the conversation to a different friend, I said, you know, she couldn't hear me. What do you hear when I say this? 
And the friend said her opinion. And I said, well, how did you get that? And, and she didn't. And she said, because she's listening from her own place of hurt. And that made me step back and say, wow, okay, that's what I thought that day. But it hurt me because you're my friend. Just listen, hear me, hear what I'm saying from your heart on my merit, not on yours. I'm going through things you'll never understand. And even during one point in the conversation, I said a a statement to her. And I said, well, what do you hear? She said, well, when I, I hear you say that, I don't think about that because I don't think about that when I think about you. Huh? I, I don't understand you. But it's not for me to understand because when we talk to our loved ones, they're not always going to hear us. They're not always going to see us because they have their own stuff going on. Which is why I stay quiet a lot of times. Because I recognize and I realize that my friends and my loved ones have their own lives. So when I'm going through, I don't share. And it's trauma that prevents me from sharing. I'm so tired of being a friggin' martyr. I want to be able to share. I want to be able to let go. I want to be able to get rid of some of the bondage that I have. Even though I know what you're going through. It's not all about me. But damn it, when does it get to be about me? Just a question. So here I am. I'm getting ready for work. Um, I don't feel well. I just don't. I haven't been feeling well for quite some time. I cannot find a doctor that can figure out what the hell is wrong with me. Uh, Very annoyed. Very angry. Tired of going to work every damn day. But I have a goal in mind. So I will continue to do that. I will continue to do what I need to do until I get to do what I want to do. I try to remain quiet because, you know, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything. Nah, screw that. (laughs) I want to put my princess petty tiara on and be petty as hell, just like the people around me. Um, I want to make funny quids. about the dudes that come for me, Um, especially the ones who don't mean me any good. I I think it's comical that I, and it's funny because I I was talking to a young man, well, he's not young, he's a few years younger than me, but I was talking to him the other night, um, and I asked him, it bugged me out. I was like, um, are you shooting your shot? <laughs> and he was like, for the most part, yes. <laughs> he was shooting his shot. Uh, that's not what he said. I'm, I'm saying it that way. That's not what he said. 
he was real cute about it. But um, so my thing is, you know, you want to get to know me? Listen to my podcast. There's a blueprint in there. All you have to do is piece it together. I will tell anyone, easiest way to get to know me is just to listen, which a lot of people don't do. They just don't listen. And I try to listen, not from where I'm at, but from where you are. The problem is, when we listen to one another, we listen to answer. We listen to respond, which is why a lot of misunderstandings come about. And we also, you know, it's not a negative thing. It just is what it is. We listen from our experience, which is, you know, going back to my friend, that's what that person did. Listen from their experience. Because you listen from your experience, you're not listening to what's going on with the person. Because you don't necessarily understand the experience that they're having. Anywho, so this young man was shooting this shot, and I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. It was interesting. But what I caution anyone, if you want to get to know someone, getting to know someone takes time. I don't care how long you've actually known them. Getting to know them on an intimate level takes time. And you have to be willing to put in that time. If you do not have the time to take to get to know someone, don't waste their time, nor yours. Now, if you are willing to take the time and put in the effort, then you might just be rewarded with the best thing that could ever be in your life. And that's it. That's all I have for that. Um, in regards to what I'm going through, I uh, my heart is hurting. On April 19th, I prayed for, I always pray for the people I know. Um, wonderful man. Victor Sims, Reverend Pastor Victor Sims would have celebrated his birthday, but he passed away during COVID, and my heart just broke when he passed away. Uh, in 2020, I went to New York. I had to be there for his funeral because Victor was just a wonderful, wonderful person, and I'm telling you, if Vic had touched your life, your life was forever changed. This was, he was the coolest dude, number one. And you could tell Vic was, he was the original street dude. But he gave his life to Christ and turned his life around. And he just had such a love for God's people. And I, I, I feel like I had spoken about Vic last year. 
when I started this podcast because he just had such a profound impact on my life. And Vic had, um, he would say, baby girl, baby girl, what did God say? And it, the craziest thing was I had called Vic for his birthday in 2020. And I had no idea. Um, I tried to do a video call with him. I tried to call him on his birthday. I always call Vic for his birthday because his birthday was a week after mine. His birthday was the 19th and my birthday was the 13th of April. And we had that Aries thing going on. It was a baby girl, baby girl, little sis. <laughs> so when I moved out of New York, Vic was one of the people I thought of. Um, so when I reached out to him to call him months later to say, yo, Vic, I, 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 live, I left New York. I did it. I listened to what God said. He didn't answer the phone. So I left him messages, called his wife, Miss Connie, and I left her messages. I had no idea both Vic and Miss Connie had COVID and um Vic ended up passing and my my heart was in so much pain when Vic passed. Um because all I can and I can still hear baby girl, baby girl, what did God say? I know what you said, what did God say? And <laughs> so that's one thing. April nineteenth would have been Vic's birth. Well, it was was Vic's birthday because that does not change his birth date. But um, April nineteenth was also a wonderful young lady I had met. Funny enough, through Vic, Joy, and Joania Joiner. She and I met in uh, the Amy Zion Church when you become a minister you basically have to go through seminary school uh, in order to become a preacher you have to get a preacher's license in order to qualify for a preacher's license you have to learn about the Amy Zion Church you have to learn about God and so basically it's seminary school and you have to learn how to become a preacher so Joy was in her second year, and I was in my first year, and she and I bonded, I think, over our hair, and then I found out Joy was from Vic's church, and then I learned Joy and Vic shared a birthday. I think we just started talking about when's your birthday, when's your birthday, and it was like, oh, my birthday's April 13th. Oh, my birthday's April 19th. What? And it was like, yeah, Vic's birthday's April 19th. What? So I told Joy, I said, I'll never forget your birthday because that's my brother's birthday. My, my biological brother's birthday is April 18th, and Vic is my, my Christian brother, and his birthday is April 19th. So I said, Joy, um, and plus her name, Joynea, Joyner. I said, did your parents do that on purpose? That's the coolest thing. Your name is Joy Joy. <laughs> so nice. They named you twice. Joy Joy. And so Joy and I began a friendship that continued after I left New York. And Joy left New York and went to Virginia. And I kept saying, you know, I gotta call my girl Joy, gotta go call my girl Joy. The last conversation Joy and I had was, I want to say, June or July of last year. And, um, 
I tried to call her. The last time I tried to call her, she didn't answer. But I call people in the middle of the day, and I, I understand when they can't respond. I understand when they can't call me back because people have lives and I can call you and I can call you. And the last conversation Joy and I had, Joy had said to me, you know, you're working too much. You got to slow down. You need to slow down. And I went to call Joy for her birthday and I saw someone posted I think it was Miss Connie, a happy birthday to Joy. And then another pastor that I know, Yolanda uh, Blakeney, who's just a wonderful, wonderful person, I need to call you too, um, said, sleep in peace. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Yolanda? Joy's fine. And I posted it, and I was like, you know, Joy is alive and well. And I posted it, and I went to call Joy, because my thing was, today's her birthday. And something said, go to Joy's Facebook page. Because I don't get on social media the way I used to, because I'm at work a lot. And I frequent Instagram, so Instagram, you, you only see what's kind of right there. I don't get to see people's tragedies and triumphs. And I found out Joy passed away. In October, or was it September? I don't even remember right now. And it hurt because Joy was joy-filled. Enjoy full, enjoy loving, and I would make all of these quips, and she would just shake her head because she'd heard them all before, <laughs> and I was always cracking jokes with her, and she was just such a wonderful, wonderful soul, and I had no idea that Joy passed away until I went to reach out to her for her birthday. So it hurt because she's, I can't reach out to her to make me laugh. And she was such a wonderful person. And I say all of that segueing back to where I started keeping everything in, keeping everything in, being quiet. I can't, cannot just be quiet about those things that hurt. Cannot only speak about those things that make me smile, those things that make me laugh. I'm tired of losing people. It hurts. And I get to say it hurts. I get to say I'm tired. I get to say, you know what? I want to give up. 
Now, that's not to say I get to give up because those are two different sentiments. I do not get to give up. I get to take a day and say, I want to stay in my bed. I don't want to do this. But I don't get to give up. And I don't get to give up because I know, first and foremost, where I've come from. I know what I've come through. And I recognize my ancestors could have died. Because I've been very vocal about this. My ancestors, I am the descendant of slaves. I am. And because I am the descendant of slaves, that means my ancestors lived through people trying to kill them. My ancestors were bloodied and bruised. And they lived through beatings, shamings, rapings. In order for me to be here. So I don't get to give up. I don't. I want my 40 acres and my damn mule. I think I've said that before. Her name's going to be Bessie. And I'm not going to leave this earth until I get what God has for me. I want everything. And because I had to go through a season where I lost everything, I know that God is on the way to giving it back to me and giving me more than I could ever fathom. So I do not get to give up. I will just keep it going. I will just smile through my pain. Sometimes I'll cry. But I get to keep going. I make the conscious decision to go on despite how I feel. In spite of my pain. Emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental. I choose joy so while I'm missing my friend joy I get to celebrate my joy joy I get to celebrate all of those who are now my ancestors those people I had prayed for because although I did not speak to joy often because I want to say um, I had called her in September and that's when she did not answer the phone. And I had no idea. I don't even know if Joy was sick. But um, she would just laugh at me. <laughs> I'm just recalling. She was just such a good soul, really and truly. Um... I want to say it was September she passed away, September 15th, or it might have been October 15th. I, <sighs> my days blend and I forget things so easily. It, it's frustrating. It really is. 
I'm going to get ready to go I'm going to get ready to leave for work in spite of not feeling well. I'm going to do what I have to do until I get to do what I want to do. To everyone who has lost someone, something, choose joy. I choose joy. That's all I have today. Today is April 25th. It is the birthday of my favorite firecracker, my niece Elise. She's my absolute favorite firecracker. This young lady is 20 years old and I used to wake her up when she would sleep at my house I'd wake her up and I'd say Lise Lise baby wake up and she's the only little girl in my life who would wake up She'd open her eyes, and she'd stretch, and she'd, if she was waking up for the first time in the morning, she would open her eyes, and she would stretch, and she would say, good morning, Titi Sam, and she would smile, and she'd have so much joy. This is why I had to talk about my friend. She had so much joy. She was the most pleasant person to wake up. She's not as pleasant anymore. <laughs> but when she was a little girl, and she would just mean mug everyone. She would just stare at people. And we would say, who is she? She's so old. Who is she? And she was a two-year-old speaking to her four-year-old at the time sister and Vicky was crying and Lise turned to her sister and patted her sister and said it's okay Victoria I'll take care of it and we were like who the hell's grandmother is this little girl Telling her big sister she's going to take care of it. And to date, to date, she is still that old soul, but a firecracker. I'm so proud of you, Lise, baby. Old soul, heart filled with joy. Taking care of business. She's one of my favorite entrepreneurs. So proud of the woman you've become. And still becoming. Because as I like to say. If you're under 25. You ain't got a full brain. You just don't. Don't blame me. Blame science. 
But this young lady has such a heart for people. But at the same time, she is someone's grandmother. Oh my gosh. She is such an old soul. She's so wise beyond her years. But she's just doing big, big things, and, and I'm so proud to watch her. I'm about to call her. Also, today is my little brother Wes, his birthday. And Wes and I have known each other. I think I met Wes, he was 16, if I'm correct. Wes was 16 and I was 18. We met, I was in college, he was in high school. And Wes was involved in a hit-and-run accident a few weeks ago. And that's one of the things I did see on Facebook. Or I saw it on Instagram. I saw it on Instagram and I went to Facebook. And so I, I thank God. I thank my God because Wes does not subscribe to my God. But I thank my God that Wes is still here on his birthday to celebrate this birthday. And it makes it that much more important. Um, and today would have been Ramon Reberg's birthday. Shout out to Ramon, who I know I've spoken about in an earlier podcast. He was my choir director and um, my very honorary old man, who a lot of people don't know, very, very specific people know that before Ramon passed away in 2020, first and foremost, <sighs> the last time I physically saw Ramon was on February 29th, 2020, at my mom's birthday party. And we, um, he came, and then he came to me and said, Sam, I'm not feeling good. And I understood because Ramon had some health challenges. But what most people don't know, and, and I'm comfortable to share, is Ramon and I had a different kind of bond because, yes, he was my choir director, and then he became my choir director again um, in Greater Centennial. And when I went to Institutional Amy's Iron Church, the last time Ramon played for me, was uh, Christmas 2019. No, it wasn't Christmas. It was a Christmas concert 2019 at Institutional AME Zion Church, wherein Ramon played for me, and it was a personal um, Why am I having brain farts? <laughs> it was a personal favor. And it was a personal favor because Ramon had been sick. And but I knew that the pastor of Institutional Amy's Iron Church, Simon Ajosi, who's my brother, I'll, I'll always allude to Simon. Um, I miss you, Si, I love you. I called you the other night. Um, but I knew, I knew calling you the other night, I knew that I would not get you, just for the record. It's just that's when I was able to call you. Anyway. Simon loves Ramon, and so it was a personal favor that Ramon played for me and show up for the concert. And so I did that 
for myself, but I did it for Simon to make Simon smile also. But um, before Ramon passed, months before Ramon passed, I had started uh, going to Ramon's house once a month and cleaning. And so Ramon and I got even closer. For years, we would just talk. But once I started cleaning his house, and um, Ramon was a hoarder <laughs> and just always had stuff. And we, here, just take this, just take this. And so I have two, funny enough, two shirts that Ramon gave me. And he's, you like it? Take it. And I'll say, you know, Ramon, you don't need this. All right, fine. I don't care. Do whatever you want. And I just would arrange his house and I started getting rid of some stuff, throwing some stuff out, and just organizing some stuff. And I had told him, I said, don't ever let my mom find out that I'm helping you with your house because my mother talks so badly about me and how messy I am and how messy I could keep a room, let alone my house. My house is a mess. But my mother considers me a hoarder, and I'm not a hoarder. I hold on to certain things because of sentimental value, yes. But I hold on to things because I know I'm going to need them later on in life. Um, so Ramon was my honorary old man because I would just talk to him. He, years ago, became my friend, but we became even closer months ago. Not months ago, months before he passed. Because I was coming into his house. I would come in. I would help him if he needed help. I was almost like his nurse. But I was just more so his nagger. <laughs> he would just say, shut up, Sam, a lot. <laughs> and I was okay with that. Um, yeah. So, celebrating today. My baby, Elise. A.K.A. Baby Girl. 20 years old, my brother Wes. I love you, Wes. Um, and I thank God for you. I thank God that he's continuing to keep you. And it's okay that you don't subscribe to my God, because I do. And I've got enough faith that he's going to continue to sustain you and heal you. I just know it. So I love you. And Ramon, I miss you old man a wondery old man I miss you and that's it I gotta go to work you all have a great day keep the faith and keep joy in your heart <laughs>